to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Even if you don't actually speak out loud to yourself, you have an ongoing dialogue with yourself running through your mind all day, every day. We all do. What most of us don't realize is that the dialogue is a collection of your thoughts, as in the dialogue is not terribly factual, and those thoughts are heavily weighted to the negative side for most of us. This is true even for the most enlightened, positive-thinking, self-aware among us humans. Even when you logically know this is happening and know about the existence of self-talk or negative self-talk, actually noticing it, acknowledging it as optional, and doing something about it doesn't come naturally or easily for any of us. If all of this self-talk is so shrouded in our minds, it's essential to have this conversation and do this work for yourself so you stop getting in your own way. So many people tell me that they self-sabotage or have imposter syndrome, which actually isn't a syndrome or condition, just a conditioned pattern of thinking. And both of these things stem from your self-talk. The things you are missing out on and don't even realize are available to you become clear when you uncover your self-talk and train yourself to change the conversation happening in your mind. So today, I'm covering five ways that what you say to yourself on repeat impacts the results that you create in your life and your work. I want you to know the ways that this is actually impacting you so you can know that you have the ability to move beyond where you are currently and so you can take action on these areas so you can create the life you want. First, let's talk about how to even recognize self-talk. Sometimes it's obvious to find the thoughts and easy to notice if it's positive or negative. Other times, the thoughts can be hard to find, and the positive or negative, or useful or not useful nature of them, can be even harder to discern. I like to think of the terms useful and not useful more than the positive or negative, because sometimes things that sound negative are useful, and things that sound positive are not useful. And by useful, I mean, does it serve you, your goals, your priorities, and your joy in life? Essentially, self-talk is anything you say to yourself, like, nice work. You look fat today. Why did you say that stupid thing in that meeting? You're never going to get that raise. They won't pay that much for what you do. You don't know what you're talking about. And at least you tried. A lot of it is negative and focused on pointing out what's wrong with you. And likely, most of the things you say to yourself are things you wouldn't dream of saying to someone else. You probably wouldn't even think about those things for someone else. You can also have positive or neutral self-talk. However, I'm guessing a lot of your positive self-talk feels more like convincing yourself of something or trying to feel good about something instead of actually believing and feeling good about it. Something like, I'm working on improving this thing about myself that I don't really care about improving because I know I should be doing it, but I don't really want to. Or, I'm getting better at this. Those sound kind of nice, but how do you actually feel? When I notice myself saying these types of things, I tend not to feel very certain, confident, or committed to my goals. I'm mostly just defeating myself. These more subtle thoughts or less negative-feeling self-talk can be the most destructive, actually, because you're less aware of it and therefore you don't recognize it as optional. Because, as we've discussed, thoughts are optional. 
So let's dive into the five ways that self-talk impacts your life and work. First, it impacts how you identify and communicate your value. This can impact whether and how you get hired for jobs or by clients, the rates you get paid, promotions you get or don't get, and even whether you get credit for the work you do or your ideas. Maybe you want a new position at work to take on a special project or sign a client, but you think, I need to get better at insert whatever the thing is that you need to improve. Or maybe it's something more like, I'm still working on that. And those might seem like perfectly good, logical things to think at first. And of course, you always want to identify areas that you want to improve. But let's consider whether that's a fact or just something that you're thinking. If there's a legitimate skill or credential that's required, go get it and move forward. More commonly, though, I find that when people are thinking this way in their self-talk, it's some kind of I'm not good at something right now or something is wrong with me is what's fueling it. And that's going to keep you from moving forward towards your goal. Instead of focusing on your future, you're focusing on your past. And I say this because usually when I see someone with an actual credential issue, they aren't really talking about it. Like it's not an issue that they come for coaching on. There's not any real self-talk happening because it's an easy, obvious fix. They just go and take care of it. The self-talk comes from fears and worries about what if you can't succeed at getting that credential or what if you get the credential and it still doesn't make a difference or what if somebody laughs at you for trying so hard to go after your dreams. So many other thoughts that have nothing to do with the actual credential. That's how you recognize it. The second way your self-talk impacts you is how you network, how you build business and sell or even marketing. Those go hand in hand with each other and are essential to building relationships, growing your company, bringing in business, and even making friends and creating meaningful romantic relationships. How many times have you been in a situation of meeting people or socializing for work or personal reasons and thought something like one of these, no one here wants to talk to me and they're not interested in what I have to offer. My clothes are too tight. I look ridiculous. How can people take me seriously? I need to look and act a certain way so they'll talk to me and accept me. And until then, I'm just not going or I'll hide over here in the corner. Probably not the most useful thoughts, but notice those self-talking things and how they're preventing you from doing the things you want to do. The third way your self-talk impacts your life and work is that it essentially blinds you to opportunities for yourself. If you're constantly telling yourself you're not that valuable, no one notices your work, maybe you're not qualified, who are you for asking for things, all those kinds of thoughts, you're so busy trying to fit in and keep up that you don't realize that you can ask for more. For example, when I worked in accounting firms, I noticed that the people who worked part-time got part-time pay, but often worked full-time hours. These people all happened to be women with children who accepted this arrangement because it was supposed to give them the ability to be home around their kids' schedules more. I learned a lot by observing that. And then when I was offered a similar arrangement to allow me to do some things outside of work that I wanted to do, I declined the part-time offer and said I would rather work by full-time workload for full-time pay as long as I had the flexibility of when I did the work. I believed that I was valuable enough to the firm to receive that type of arrangement and trust. And I took the responsibility to figure out how to follow through on it. And they agreed. If I had let my negative self-talking tendency control me through this, I never would have considered that option. I would have just looked at what other people had and assumed that that was the way it had to be. And that me wanting to use my time differently created an inconvenience for the firm, my team, and my clients. I would have assumed that asking for something so bold would be met with laughter, maybe even losing my job. 
And I probably wouldn't have thought that I was even capable of such a thing as balancing all that in the first place, because I didn't have examples of that happening. The fourth way that your self-talk impacts your results is that you assume you're wrong for whatever reason, and you outsource decisions and trust other people's opinions more than your own. Many of these reasons are things like you think you're less experienced, you're too young or you're younger, you're a woman, you're not a white man, maybe your language differs from the primary language in the company you work at, maybe you're new to the company, maybe it's the first time you've done this type of project or it's a new client to you. For example, say that you are the main person working on a client, meaning you're most familiar with the client's situation, facts, history, etc., You've thoroughly researched an issue. You've written up a whole memo on it of, you know, backing up why you made this decision. And then a partner reviews it and asks you a question. Do you simply answer the question like it's just a normal thing? Or do you go straight to questioning and doubting yourself, assuming you must have missed something and dismissing everything you've learned and interpreted on the topic because someone more advanced or more experienced in the firm has challenged it? It's highly possible that you're right because you're so familiar with the issues. And if you let your doubting self-talk win, you could be choosing a path that doesn't serve your client's best interest. That doesn't mean you have to be rude, and it doesn't mean that you are insubordinate for having a conversation with the partner or whatever supervisor. But what I do want you to do is consider how you tend to respond to the feedback of this nature and question whether it's useful and to whom it's useful. And finally, the fifth way your self-talk can be a problem is that it blinds you to your own value. This can show up as imposter phenomenon, self-sabotage, and any other thing that keeps you from recognizing, claiming, and celebrating your achievements. You tell yourself things like, my success was an accident. It was thanks to some good connections. It was a fluke. They're going to find out one of these days that I don't really know what I'm doing. This is going to get hard all of a sudden, and I won't be able to stay here. The problem with these kinds of thoughts is that you can't enjoy your achievements when you keep telling yourself that you suck. It also keeps you from understanding how you got where you are, so recreating your results or multiplying them becomes some kind of mystery. And when you don't see your own role in your achievements and your own value in everything that you do and who you are, it becomes very difficult to decide to try new things, ask for what you want, and believe in yourself. Now that you know some of the main areas where self-talk can show up and create problems for you, I invite you to pay attention to how you relate to yourself and your current circumstances. Write down the thoughts that you notice. Ask yourself questions about them in the context of these self-talk impact areas. What are you really saying with the words that you noticed in your mind? Why are you thinking that? What purpose does it serve for you? Is that a useful way to think about the situation or yourself? If you already had the result you want, Would you say these things to yourself or about yourself? You'll tend to think the things that you're saying to yourself are true. You'll think you're sharing the facts of your situation instead of just sharing a thought that you're having. These are thoughts that tend to blend into the background and feel like you're just making observations. And this isn't because they're actually true, but because you have simply thought them so many times. It naturally runs through your brain at this point, but that doesn't make it any more true than something that you thought one time. Finally, I want you to run any sentence that you notice yourself saying to yourself through the filter of what you would say to other people. If you wouldn't say it to someone else, why do you think it helps to say it to yourself? Can you drop those sentences for a week? Imagine what would happen if you talked to other people the way you talk to yourself. 
and then flip it. What would happen if you treated yourself the way you treat other people? This is why noticing and understanding and picking apart your self-talk so that you can change it is so essential because the more you are aware of it and the more that you direct your thoughts to where you want to go and who you want to be, better your results are going to be. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.